Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach and doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Oh my gosh, you guys, I think I may have just done one of the absolute best interviews ever. I was so excited, you guys, to bring on Dr. Angela Loria. She helps people write their books. And I thought about writing a book. I have no clue. Well, I didn't have a clue when the right time to write a book was. And I have so many clients come to me that want to write books as well. But it seems like this really big, overwhelming process you have to wait forever and ever to do. And apparently that's just one big myth. So I'm so excited for you guys to dive into this episode really quick. Dr. Angela E. Loria is the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for writing a book that matters. The Author Incubator was ranked number 275 on the Inc. 500 Fastest Growing Companies and number 60 on Entrepreneur Magazine's Entrepreneur 360. She's won Stevie's Award Coach or Mentor of the Year Award, and her program, The Author's Way, was named Coaching Program of the Year and was named by Entrepreneur Magazine one of the top 10 most inspiring entrepreneurs to watch, one of only two women on the list. You guys, she has helped over a thousand authors in transformation, AKA you guys, the coaches, the mentors out there, write, publish, and promote their books. And her clients have been responsible for over, get ready, 100 million in revenue collectively. Wow. She is so freaking epic. You guys, I'm just going to leave it there because we need to dive into this episode. She gave us so much good information on writing your book. So... Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm so excited to talk about writing a book with Angela today. Angela, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So I have lots of questions for you, but before we do that, why don't you tell everybody who you are? Yeah, just as a little background, I have been helping people write books for over 25 years somehow. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) Can't believe I've been doing anything for 25 years, but I started in college. I was a journalism major and I started working with a New York Times bestselling author and kind of went from one editing and ghostwriting gig to the next. And then in 2013, I started the Author Incubator. And in that time, we've helped over a thousand coaches and other experts to write a book that drives business. So our main focus is using a book to build your authority and your credibility, and then to take those readers down a path that leads some of them to the logical conclusion of working with you. So 
Um, we've had 99% of people uh, who sign up to work with us finish their books and 76% generate $100,000 or more in new business from their book. Wow. That is so cool. I love that. And that's exactly why I had to have you on here because it's very apparent that you know what you're doing (laughs) and have helped a lot of people do this. And I'm just excited to share it because like I just told you before I pressed record, I don't know anything about writing a book. You did just say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I've thought about it and I have lots of clients who have thought about it and some who are even, you know, just kind of writing away at their book in in Google drive, but don't really have a plan for it. And so I just want to start off here. How do you know if you're ready to write a book? Because I know that's what puts a lot of people off is they think they need to build the success first. I don't know. I've wondered the same thing. Um, So it's a both and. One of the misconceptions is that there's one type of book. So we all read a book that we love, like, you know, let's say a Brene Brown book or, um, you know, another, uh, like a Rachel Hollis book. And we're thinking we need to write that type of book. Like we all have expectations for ourselves that are different, but there are actually lots of different types of books. and. If you want more clients, it's probably a good strategy to write a book. If you are focused on, let's say, becoming a New York Times bestseller, you probably need to do more original research. Maybe you need 20 years as a university professor behind you. There are different levels of how a book can help you. But where we specialize is relatively new coaches. If you're making, let's say, $50,000 or less in your business, taking your expertise, your training, your life experience, and turning that into a book that'll help grow that platform, that'll help you have the money to, let's say, fund an original research piece to write that bigger book later. So the short answer is it's both and. You're probably ready right now, and you're probably not ready at the same time for the next level of book. Yeah, it sounds like it's about getting getting clear on the, what the right intention for this book is. Exactly. In fact, that is step one in my difference process because most people want their book. Actually, I was doing a webinar yesterday, like a live webinar. And two of the people on the webinar, I asked them why they wanted to write a book. And there were like 500 people there. And two people said, um, to fulfill my life's purpose. Mm. And I was like that, I like stopped the webinar to talk to those two people. And I was like, that is too much pressure to put on your book. (laughs) It's like expecting a relationship to save you. Like, why do you want to get married? So I'll always be happy. Mm. Like, whoa, okay. Like your spouse is not there to make sure you're always happy. It's your Uh, job to fulfill your life purpose. It's not a book's job to do that. A book might be a part of it, but I think a lot of people don't finish their book because they have such high expectations for it. It's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. I love that so much. It's, it's making it feel like it's actually a lot more obtainable to do, and it doesn't need to be this high-pressure thing because that's what... I think that's why most people think it off or put it off is because 
A, it feels like you need all the right um, resources. Like there's so many questions I can ask. Like, do you need an audience? How do you get it out there? How do you like publish it? What do you do? We'll get there. But um, (laughs) it sounds like... But it starts right here. It it starts starts right here. It sounds like that's exactly what you help people do. Yeah, we want to get clear. And we also want to not just be clear, but to be reasonable based on where you are. Like what Michelle Obama could expect her memoir to do Uh is very different than what you could expect your memoir to do or another book you want to write. But that doesn't mean one is better. We're not all in the same place. We haven't all been first lady for eight years. Like not everybody comes with the same level. So one of the things that a book can be great for is building your list. Um, We have a campaign that we run, which is a self-liquidating, I was just listening to your podcast with your amazing Facebook ads person, um, who I fell in love with, Alexandra. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a self-liquidating offer where I actually sell my book for $6. And then we've got a couple upsells after I sell my book that pays for the advertising. And we get about a hundred new people on our list every day. Wow. At no cost to me. So it's an amazing tool for growing your list because book funnels are, people have an inherent value in their head of what a book is worth. Right. So, um, so like a free with shipping offer or a free book offer, or even a low cost ebook can be a highly lucrative way to build a list without spending any money to build a list. Now that book probably not the same kind of book that's going to be a New York Times bestseller. Right. That might come a little later. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. I love this. So let's continue on this topic, thinking about the person who wants to start to write their book to actually build their business, their audience and get some clients. So, I mean, you said the first step is deciding what the goal is. So now we have that. What is the second step? Yeah, we want to make sure that you are writing a book about something you're actually an expert on. Mm -hmm. And people get really freaked out about this because I think imposter syndrome is more of a pandemic than coronavirus, Um, especially among women. And I know you have a lot of listeners that are women out there. And a lot of times we feel like, well, what do I know? Like there are so many other people who teach this stuff. What am I an expert on? But what I have found in working with over a thousand new coaches is that everyone has an area in their life where they're two steps ahead of someone they could help. So maybe not a thousand steps ahead, but if you are, if you have solved a problem and you're two steps ahead of somebody who wants to solve that problem, maybe it's that you, um, you know, you have worked through a difficult breakup. Um, we have one of our authors, Lenina Mortimer wrote a book about, um, a breakup ceremony. Like she actually created a process when you end a long relationship of how to let that relationship go with love, like a funeral. I think she calls it a breakup funeral Um, and super powerful. Like she had gotten through a hard breakup. She's not an expert on everything. I wouldn't expect her to write a book on brain surgery, 
But on getting through a breakup, she had a strong, convincing area of expertise. So a smaller topic where you can be 100% confident is better than a bigger topic where you're faking it. Totally. Oh, I love that. That makes it so simple. It's kind of like creating your first offer. Don't sell an offer on something that you're not confident in. Let's just start where you are confident. Let's make it a lot easier to sell on you. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so much of it is about the confidence. I have seen people overreach on their book and then they just go into a hidey hole and end up not promoting their book, not getting their book out there because they don't feel confident about it. Right. Well, yeah. And like one of the things I have written down as a question too is, you know, is someone going to read my book? I mean, you brought up Michelle Obama, right? Like if you're going to write a book, maybe about a similar topic, like why would they read mine? and not hers. Right. Is this a concern you see? Yes. Sadly, they won't. Yeah. So we have to write a book that we can get into people's hands. And that is a book solving a problem that people would want you to solve. So, and I mean you specifically. So it has to be a problem that people want solved, meaning they're paying someone to solve it. And they would specifically hire you. Um, and that means it's an area of expertise for you. So I'll give you an example here. Um, I have an amazing client, Katie, who um, her book is called Yes Vote, Katie Coates. Um, and Katie had this incredible experience. She was in Hawaii with her father and her father had a heart attack and then was drowning in the pool. And there were no lifeguards around. She was like screaming for help and she's super tiny. She's probably like 110 pounds and her dad was like a big guy. And she got her dad out of the pool and she saved her dad's life. And her dad had died and had like this near-death experience. And Katie was like, I, after that happened, I realized I wanted to write a book. Like I had to write a book. And the thing is, that's an amazing story. Yeah. But it's not a book. Mm. It might be a magazine article, but it's like, I went to Hawaii, my dad almost died and I saved it. Mm. Um, like, I don't know how to get people to buy that book. So when Katie signed up to work with me, she made like a big investment to work with me. And she's like, I now want to coach women on like living their best life because life is short and you could die every time, anytime. And she hadn't coached any women. And this story was going to take up, I don't know, a chapter but there was just no book there. She wasn't an expert on it. Like I understood this like spiritual calling, but there's just, there's nothing there. There, No one's going to buy your book on that. So I think she hated me at first, but (laughs) I dug deep with her on what her experience was. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to talk about my experience because I want to get away from that. I don't want to do any of that anymore. And I'm like, well, just humor me and tell me what you did. So in her life, before she had this before and after moment with her dad, she ran a PR firm where she helped mostly men who owned construction companies get 
contracts um, through the city like zoning commission. So let's say somebody wanted to put up an apartment building and they had to do a traffic study and people in the town didn't want the apartment building to go up. Katie did the PR to get a yes vote from the city council or the planning and zoning commission. And she was over it. Just like, I don't don't have any, like I did it for 30 years. I want to help women live their best life. So we came up with this book topic where she wrote about that, that very thing that she had experience with, but she used it to find young women who had PR companies that were struggling to help them add a revenue channel, which was this using her system to get clients and get a yes vote for their clients. And in the process, she was able to coach those women who owned the PR companies on living their best life. So she tells her story of her dad all the time to her clients and to prospects, but she focused not on helping all women with everything, but instead on women who run PR agencies with having a more fulfilling life, which in part includes more revenue. Wow. I love that so much. It's such a prime example too, of sometimes you're so close to the thing that you can't see the real answer. And I love how you were able to help her find that um, topic. And And by the way, me too. Like I can't find it in my own business. Like we all need coaching. (laughs) Let's see it when it's in front of you. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you're, and you start overthinking all the things and you're, and I'm sure you see people thinking maybe even too far out and it's like, well, let's come back to this first step. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So another thing I thought of and I've, I've heard come up too is, and I see this in marketing, for example, where it's like, if I'm giving all this free content online, why is someone going to join my program? So I kind of have that same question for you where it's like, is there such thing as giving away too much in the book? How do you pick something where it kind of leads them perfectly into the offer? I'd love to hear about that a little bit. I love this question. So my philosophy is give everything away. Mm -hmm. I think you should tell the best case studies. I think you should give away all your tools because a book is really only going to be, let's say, 50,000 words. And if you were to speak 50,000 words, let's see, we speak about 150 words a minute. So 50,000 words would take you... uh, about five and a half hours. That's what a book is. Like it's five and a half hours of talking. And at most, for a lot of my authors, it's more like two and a half. And when you think of working with a client, like let's just say it's a book on relationships and you have a whole chapter about you have to identify your wants. And you describe the whole process and you give a case study of how you do this. And if you were speaking it, it would be probably a half an hour of teaching. How different is that than if you were working one-on-one or in a group with a client helping them identify their wants? 
it might be four hours and they might journal and you would give them feedback and you would ask them more questions and they would say, well, I don't know what I want. And you'd say, what did you want as a seven-year-old? Like you can give one or two case studies in your book, but what people pay for is doing it with you. That's the big secret. I totally agree. Same thing with people's free content. Right. Yeah. Just give it away. Cause what they're going to pay for is you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone listening has read a book <laughs> and reading a book by someone that you admire, like the people I've read books by that I really admire, I would still totally want to go meet them in person, do an intensive day with them. I would, I would love that. It's even more so, right? Right. Exactly. So I think we can get in our own head with things so easily, but it's very obviously a completely different experience. I'll tell you one of the ways people get rejected from my program is they will apply to work with me and they'll say, um, I'm not going to give you any information about my book unless we do an NDA. Mm. And I'm like, okay, listen, I have enough trouble writing my own books. I'm for sure not going to write your book. (laughs) And people get so precious about their ideas, but it's actually not, it's not the ideas that are valuable, actually. It's the execution of it. Right. So true. I mean, if it doesn't get executed, it's not going to go anywhere. Yep. So, okay. Um, I'm going to ask you about the execution pieces. But I'm also curious, besides working with you, is there an investment involved in writing a book like this? Like, how much is this going to cost someone? Well, you can spend anything you want on a book. I, um, I know a lot of ghostwriters that work with traditional agencies that charge 150 grand. Sometimes they also charge a percentage of... Um, a percentage of your royalties or of your advance. So you can spend as much money or as little money as you want, but I'm going to give you some basics of what I recommend at kind of a minimum that you plan to invest in. Perfect. So um, it, a lot of people are waiting for a traditional publishing deal. And with a traditional publishing deal, they're only going to give you a deal if they think your book has a chance at making $100,000, okay? So I'm just going to do easy math. For them to think your book is going to make $100,000, and let's just say they make 10 bucks from your book after printing, right? That means they have to believe you will sell 10,000 copies. That's a lot. Like, that's a real lot. Most of our authors, their books sell two to 3,000 copies. A New York Times bestseller will sell about 30,000 in a month. So 10,000 copies is a lot. If they don't think your book is going to sell 10,000 copies, they are not going to take you as an author. Now, if they take you, they will make 90,000 and you will make 10,000. So that means that you spent $90,000 on your book. Do you see how I reached that logic? Yeah. 
Okay. So $90,000 is your like upper limit. We know if you sold your book and had somebody else do all the work, you would be spending $90,000. I don't think you should spend $90,000. I do think you should spend some money. I highly recommend self-publishing. That's what everyone is doing now because bookstores after coronavirus have sort of, their sales have dipped dramatically over um, over 50% um, dip this year, but book sales are up. It's just people are buying books online. So right. since your book is going to be sold online, there's no reason to pay that $90,000 or more to have your book in bookstores, but you want it to be as professional as a book in bookstores. So you should pay for a what's called developmental editing. This is what I was explaining to you with Katie Coates and her book, Yes Vote. She wants to write a book about her dad dying in a pool. As her developmental editor, I came in and said, that's not really a book. You're awesome, that's not a book. So your developmental editor helps you come up with the idea. Generally speaking, you should spend somewhere between two and $10,000 on that, but I'll just, put a placeholder at 5,000. Um, it's actually the most important piece. A lot of people will use a book coach in this role of developmental editor, really having a strategy. What do you want this book to do? Um, and a lot of people skip this step and it's by far the most important step because most people write the wrong book. Katie would have written a book. She would have interviewed a hundred people who had a near death experience. Mm -hmm. I, like she would have written the wrong book. Okay. The next thing that you want to spend money on is amazing design. And again, you could spend anything. You could spend $5 on Fiverr, but I recommend budgeting at least $1,000 on having a great cover and a great interior. Um, I like some of the contest sites, like 99designs, so you can see a lot of stuff. But 99designs, what I find is you're going to end up still dropping close to $1,000 once you find the person to do the design you really want. And then that gets you to a minimum of 6,000 there. And then you're going to need great editing. And a lot of people are surprised that there's two levels of editing. There is copy editing and there is proofreading. And they're usually two separate people. Proofreading is usually like 500 bucks. And then a really good copy editor is more like 2,500 to 5,000. So you're probably looking at somewhere between 10 and $15,000 to really do it right. And then on top of that, you're going to want a marketing strategy, um, which maybe includes ads or doing a book launch or having some partners promote your book on launch day. So you may need to add a marketing strategist to that as well. Now you can do all of this on the cheap. You can do it without a developmental editor. If you feel like you're good at figuring out strategy, you can do it without a designer or with a designer on Fiverr and you could do it with your mom doing the editing. But I think you should invest at least 15 grand as opposed to $90,000 and then still go out and focus on selling those book copies, but you keep all the revenue. Right. You're keeping all the revenue of, of your book. And then through that developmental strategy, 
you should be bringing in some clients too. Exactly. And if you've got, let's say, an average client price of $2,000, then 10 clients, which you can easily do from your book launch, will pay for that investment. That's awesome. Yeah, I was curious. Like, do you, you just said that, do you have a case study, an example of that that you'd like to share? Because I think that's so helpful to hear like what people have actually done to bring that. Yeah, I have a fun one I want to share with you. This one is about Jill Angie. Jill came to me as a personal trainer and she wanted to write a book about health and fitness in general. And she wanted to get people into um, her basement in her house that she had just spent $12,000 renovating as a gym. And we did that developmental editing piece and talked about the fact that if her basement was always filled with people working out, the maximum she could be making was about $67,000 a year. And her goal was to make $150,000 a year. So we came up with another strategy, which was to be an online running coach. And she still does this. She's one of the best online running coaches in the world. She runs a company called Not Your Average Runner. And what she did before she wrote her book is she reached out to her Facebook friends, which there weren't that many. It was the very beginning. She had just left her job at GlaxoSmithKline as a pharmaceutical researcher. And she had a handful of personal training, local personal training clients, but she reached out on Facebook and on her very tiny email list. And she said, I'm going to launch my book by doing a 5K. I'm sponsoring a 5K and she called it a hot chocolate run. And we're going to run from wherever this point was in Philly to the Rocky statue at the Art Museum of Philly. And at the Rocky statue, I'm going to have hot chocolate. And we launched her book in December. It was December 13th. Um, So at the Rocky statue, I'll have hot chocolate for everybody. And you'll get a medal and you'll get my book. So you get hot chocolate, you'll get metal and my book. And if you would like to participate in my book launch, uh, and we're going to do a photo shoot. So you'll get pictures from the photo shoot. Uh, If you would like to be part of it to register, it's $10. And she had just supportive friends and family registering. Some of them did the run, some of them didn't, but she had about 80 people the same people that would have come to say her wedding or a girl's night or whatever. And she made like 80 bucks before she started writing her book, not like a ton of money, but on her book launch day, she did this hot chocolate run. And when she gave out the hot chocolate, she did a speech about her book and a reading from her book. And she announced she was doing a running coaching program for people who wanted to run a half marathon. And it was an eight week running program. And she got 10 people to sign up for $2,000 on her launch day at the Rocky statue. And she made $20,000 from her book on the day it launched. So it was immediately profitable. That is so fun. (laughs) 
And it's so doable, right? Like we can all imagine, I mean, maybe we all don't have friends who would run, but we could all imagine something like that where it's just a small group of people that we're starting with and really growing from there. And she's got, I should look it up, but she's got tens of thousands of followers now. Um, Her Not Your Average Runner um, Facebook group has a ton of followers. She has a podcast with over a million downloads. Um, She got 37,000 followers of, uh, 37,000 members in her group. Um, she's been a plus size model for, um, several athletic brands and, um, she's had her own sporting line. Um, she has a bra line by a um, sports bra manufacturer called Anel and they have not your average runner bras. Uh, and she's been really able to grow that brand just by starting with that first book and the first hot chocolate run. That is so amazing. And just so fun too. And it really, and and make, it shows you how simple it really can be because I think writing a book can sound like this huge, huge, huge endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had no, she had no website at the time. She has a great website now, but she had no website at the time. She didn't have, you know, her, her business plan was getting her to 60 grand and here she was doing 20 grand in a day. Oh my gosh. Wow. So what we're hearing is you don't have to wait to be a millionaire before you write your book. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I know a lot of people are thinking that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so good. And just in that final answer of yours in that case study, I mean, we answered so many questions like um, what the investment involved is. We've gone through the first steps of writing your book, which is actually getting clear on the direction and strategy of the book. You're helping people get self-published. We talked about how that actually turns into making you money um, and that it actually is what can grow your audience. You don't have to start with a huge audience. So like so much in here, I'm so thankful that you shared this. I know you probably have tons of people's interest peaked hearing this. They're probably getting super excited. So can you just tell people if they're enjoying this and they want to learn more about you, maybe work with you, how do they find you? Where can they connect with you? Yeah. So if you go to, we're obviously on all the socials, but if you go to the authorincubator.com slash masterclass, you can actually spend a little more time with me on my um, two-hour workshop training where we'll go deep into all the strategies. And that workshop's totally free. So you can take my masterclass anytime and check out the website. There's lots more case studies and freebies and information. All my books are free on there and you can learn more about us there or the Author Incubator on Facebook, or Author Incubator on Instagram, or on LinkedIn, or wherever fine social media is sold. (laughs) I love that. Perfect. And we will link all of that in the show notes. Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of this with my people on the Fully Free Podcast. I just really appreciate your time and, and also enjoyed this conversation myself. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I definitely think a book is a great way to be fully free. So thanks for having me. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. I really hope 
hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.